welcome. You are listening to Looking for Love and More, and I'm Dr. Lori Buckley, and I am here with Melanie Hudson. Hey, Lori. Hi, Melanie. <laughs> we last time talked about deal breakers, and we were actually, we did go out to lunch afterwards. We talked about more deal breakers, and we'll probably do a part two in, in the future, but it did get us talking about times that we have made bad decisions in our relationships or times that our hearts have been broken. And I see many heartbreaks and I've experienced heartbreaks in my life. And we thought that would be something important to talk about. When you love somebody and they don't love you back, that's the topic for today's show. And I think it's a really important one. Unrequited love, heartbreak, it leads to so many things. And we're thinking about doing this show and I'm thinking about my own heartbreak. It's interesting because sometimes it's not always so obvious or sometimes we don't even allow ourselves to process it. And tell me about you, Melanie. Do you feel you have a, a rich history of heartbreak? Has it been something you've experienced in your life? Most definitely. Most definitely. I don't think any human on the planet can get away without heartache, but I did experience it. I've had lots of love in my past past that was either unrequited or where we actually went into a relationship and we broke up. I was even heartbroken when I broke up in a, from a healthy relationship and it was my decision. So mm -hmm. definitely I have experienced it. Yeah, that's interesting that you would break up and feel heartbroken because I'm thinking mm -hmm. about my own history. I was always the heartbreaker mm -hmm. and you know, that's easy to say, well, I would be the one who would leave them. So therefore it, it didn't hurt me. But if I get real, which I didn't then, I was really good about avoidance and denial. And so I would break up with somebody and immediately I would be with someone else. I would break up with them. Always I would break up with them. And when I look at it from, we'll just say, a more emotionally sound brain mm -hmm. <laughs> and lots of experience, what I really know now, which I didn't know then, is I was breaking up with them because I was afraid of being hurt. So it was better mm -hmm. to be the lever than the levy. But there were things that were happening that were probably, if I allowed it myself to feel it, were causing me heartbreak, and I just didn't want to be the one that was left. So I would avoid it by just ending a relationship, probably prematurely, and again, didn't allow myself to really process what was happening or the heartbreak or the pain that I had been through. And I know I have a lot of history in that regard so many times. The time, really the only time in my life that I really experienced heartbreak was when Alan died. Mm -hmm. I was heartbroken. My heart still has a crack in it, to be perfectly honest. Although I'm working on the kintsugi, which means when there is a crack in something, when they fill it up with gold, you know, it becomes more valuable. Mm, it becomes stronger. And yes. I do feel that I'm, I'm in the kintsugi process. Yes, you are. <laughs> right? And you are stronger. And it's true that when we do have cracks or we do have pain, when we can learn to move through that, we really do get stronger and better. And so that's that's been the case for me. But yeah, heartbreak, I certainly know what that feels like. And like you said, it's pretty impossible not to experience heartbreak in some mm -hmm. form or another. You know, if you're living a life, I suppose if you really live in a place of total safety and certainty, or at least perceived, there is no such thing, mm -hmm. then you can avoid it to a point. But the reality is if you're out there living your life and you live long enough, you will 
face heartbreak, certainly loss. And when you love somebody or you think you love somebody and you're in a relationship, whether it is a week or whether it is 20 years or 30 years, you are susceptible to heartbreak. And how do you get through that as quickly and painlessly as possible and that you do end up stronger and better. And so therefore you can be happy, potentially find love, a better relationship. And that's why we're talking about this. Mm -hmm. Yep. You said something, Lori, that caused me to remember the way breakups happened for me. You said that usually you were the one to break up. And I used to be the break up E. I used to, the guys who would break up with me. The thing was though, a lot of times I didn't get it. And I would just keep hanging on. Mm. So it was the opposite of what you did. You were like ready to let him go. And I just couldn't let go. That was the problem. And so the heartache that I was experiencing often was due to my own inability to just let it go. Yeah. I mean, there still is both of the examples, the way you handled it and the, the way I handled it, an inability to face the truth. Mm-hmm. So for me, you know, maybe he wouldn't call when he said he was going to call or he didn't treat me the way that he used to. And I saw something changing. And so, again, this wasn't totally conscious at the time, but a little red light, a little alarm would go off and be like, I got to get rid of this person. But really, they probably were going to break up with me or there was something that wasn't working in the relationship. I just decided to end it before it felt like I was going to be heartbroken. But I probably was already, you know, in a state of some, some heartbreak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's facing the truth and we need to look at the truth. What's going on? What's happening here? And, you know, it's easy to say, and I've said it before, good relationships don't end except for death. Uh, And if somebody is breaking up with you, I mean, generally you don't want to be with somebody who doesn't really want to be with you. Exactly. And that's easy to say. Mm -hmm. But the fact is, it's really, really difficult to have your heart broken or to feel rejected. And if you are really into somebody in love with them or not, and they don't want you, the rejection alone can feel bad. We can make up all kinds of stories about that. What's wrong with me? What did I do? What didn't I do? Maybe I should have or I shouldn't have. And we can ruminate and drive ourselves crazy Mm -hmm. about trying to figure out basically what's wrong with us. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right? I did plenty of that. Yeah. There are some people who go, well, there's clearly something wrong with them. But mm-hmm. I still think there's a part of us that wonders or questions our own lovability, you know, our own worth. Because we're, we're all afraid on some level of not being lovable or good enough. Mm-hmm. I don't care how confident or strong or successful you are as a human being. There's a little bit of a kernel in there for most of us, yep. if not all of us. So it's an easy place to go. And that can drive you crazy crazy, Mm -hmm. right? So we want to be realistic about, well, these are things that we can say, you know, intellectually, they make sense. And it wasn't the right relationship for you. Clearly, you don't want to be with somebody who doesn't absolutely adore you. If they don't want to be with you, you don't want to be with them, be the chooser. All of these things make a lot of sense. They don't necessarily work by themselves. I'd like to tell you how I used to handle breakups. Yes. One thing that I would do is I would move away because I, when I realized that my beloved just didn't want me anymore, I needed to change my entire life. I wanted to get as far away as possible from mm, him. Yeah. I would move. I moved to different cities. I moved to different states. 
I remember one time living near Washington, D.C. and being in a relationship that must have been about two years of off and on and off and on and me just clinging and hanging on. And finally, it was clear, okay, we're just going to break up. This is it. I was like, okay, well, then time for me to move. And I moved to Florida and I lived there for six months and tried to create a good life. I mean, I actually did have a good life. I it was young. I was a waitress on in some cool little restaurant. Yeah. And discovered a lot about myself, discovered new age spirituality. This is way back in the early 90s. So that was really, really good for me. And then after six months, I moved back to the DC area to Maryland resumed the relationship with that guy. <laughs> so it's like I went right back in. Yeah. But um, this time I had a, little, a few extra little tools that helped me to maneuver through that relationship differently, a little bit differently. It still did not turn out to be yeah. a great relationship. Well, it's an interesting method of, yes. of <laughs> dealing like... with the breakup. You know, one of the things I like to say to people is if they're thinking about doing something like that, well, maybe I'm going to go move to a different state or a different country or a different city. And sometimes that can be really great. And sometimes it isn't. And so one thing to think about, are you moving away from something? Or are right. you avoiding something? Or, or are you moving towards something? Is there something that you can gain over here? Maybe it's just growth. Maybe it's a new possibility. And if it's moving towards something, that might be a really good choice for you. But if it's moving away because you're avoiding something... That generally doesn't work. Miles don't necessarily cure things, as you know. Yeah, <laughs> clearly. So true. So it, that's something to think about. It depends. And look, and when you're older and you have responsibilities, you may not be able to just move away quite so easily. You were young and it was a good time in your life to be able to do that. And it sounds like, well, it maybe wasn't the most effective technique to get through heartache. In some ways, it worked for you. It was an adventure. And I think that getting through heartache, instead of wallowing in it and staying in the same routine and seeing the same things that maybe trigger memories of your beloved. It's like, get out of it, get out go into a no place and see new things. There's, yeah. so there's no association with that person. There is That's one problem with that. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> well, nowadays we have what we call social media. Yeah, that's, <laughs> so, that's I don't true. care where you're living. That is there true. is Facebook and Instagram and all of those things. So it's really easy to stay, we'll say obsessed. Yes. It's so oh easy yeah. because it's right there. Yeah. In just a, you know, a second, you go on your phone or your computer and you can see what your partner is doing oh my God, and who they're doing it with. Yeah. And I'm telling you, I, that to me is torture. It is. You'd have to have so much discipline to just not do that. Don't go on Facebook. Don't go, or at least just don't look at their site or their page. But right. how many people have that kind of discipline? And if, well, if we're going to say something that you can do, if you have been broken up with or the person you love doesn't love you back, do what you got to do to get off of that. So just figure out a way just not to do it. Like to just have a really hard line, a hard boundary. I am not going to do that. There is a man who wrote a book called How to Fix a Broken Heart. His name is Guy Winch. He also has a TED Talk. Mm -hmm. And it's How to Fix a Broken Heart. And he has some really good advice. One of the things he says that I love is make a list of all of the things that were wrong with your partner and all of the things that made them not right for you. Because we do tend to idealize that partner. We remember all of the good times 
times. I mean, generally, when we are in a breakup, the things that we are grieving are usually the past fond memories and the fantasy of what the future was going to be. So it's not necessarily what's happening right now. So we can tend to get caught up in the remembering just the good things or the things that we imagined were going to be good. But if we go into reality and we remember that there were definitely things wrong, and I'm telling you, there absolutely were. If you're not in a relationship with somebody, they broke up with you or they don't love you. There are problems. So to be able to remember the times that they didn't show up when they said they were going to show up, uh, maybe they didn't kiss you the way you like to be kissed. Maybe they had bad breath. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they were flirting with other women. and Right. You couldn't trust them. You didn't feel safe with them. You didn't feel loved by them. They didn't listen as well as you would like. And there's all kinds of things you can come up with, but it's not easy to do when you're in that place of pain and longing. So he has this suggestion, which I think is a good one. Make a list of all of the things that were wrong with that person or made them not right for you and put it on your phone. So instead of going to your Facebook or Instagram, go to that page. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be a notes page, it could be on Evernote, however you do it, take a picture, write it down and take a picture of it, make it your screensaver, your screenshot. <laughs> oh, right. And there it is. And I thought that was such a great idea. Mm-hmm. Because there are things that we need to do and not do when we love someone and they don't love us back. One of the things we absolutely don't want to do is pursue them in a way that feels pursuing. So if somebody is pulling away and they're saying, you know, you're just not what I'm looking for, just doesn't feel right, I'm too busy, I'm not good for you. By the way, if they tell you they're not good for you, listen to them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? Really listen to them. Trust them. If they're saying that, trust them. I'm not good enough for you. Okay. That's probably true. So they are pulling away from you in any way, telling you why they're not good for you, or they're just too involved in their work, or now's not a good, whatever they're telling you, if they're pulling away from you, I mean, it might just be, I don't want to be with you. Sometimes it's not quite that explicit. It might be more subtle. Oh yeah. I'm just really busy. Yeah, I really wish I could see you, but I just, I'm busy for the next month. (laughs) So you're getting those kinds of messages or they're not returning your texts or your phone calls, things like that. They're pulling away. If you are pursuing them, what happens when somebody's running and you're pursuing, they're going to run faster. So that doesn't work. Now, if you think there's some possibility here, maybe your timing's a little off. Maybe this person just eh, is a little slower to warm up. You don't necessarily want to completely distance yourself either. Now, if they said, absolutely not, no way, no how am I going to be with you? Okay, you probably want to listen to them. But if there's an opening there where you feel like there might be a possibility, it's a little tricky, but you want to not pursue, but also not distance. So, you know, something like, I understand that and I respect your decision. I want you to know that I really do like you and I've enjoyed spending time with you and I would love to be able to maybe hang out with you or if something changes in your situation, let me know. I'm here. So it's not necessarily completely saying, okay, I'm done and blocking them on your phone unless it requires that. And again, you kind of have to test the waters because sometimes people just aren't in the right place and the right, so it's not the right timing. And sometimes hanging in there can work. I mean, it really can. I, I have a friend of mine. She was dating a guy. She found, she went on a date 
It was like through online. She found out he had a girlfriend, and I'm telling her, get out of there. Yep. She's like, oh, but I really like him. <laughs> I said, mm. He's got a girlfriend. You got to set a boundary there. Like, don't do that. He is not available. But she was able to find a way to be there, but not be there. Mm-hmm. Kind of again, what I'm saying, like she's available, but also setting that boundary. And when she did that, it actually ended up working. They ended up being together and oh, they have great. a wonderful relationship. Nice. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes it's trying to figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. I always like to say that ultimately when we don't know exactly what it is, and even if somebody tells us what it is, we tend not to believe them and beat ourselves up again with kind of what's wrong with me. What did I do wrong? And we're just speculating. Sometimes we get ghosted. Oh, yeah. So you can get ghosted or you can just get a, hey, sorry, just not feeling it or I'm moving on or I'm dating someone. I mean, you can get a lot of different things. But what we tend to do is look at ourselves and all the things that are wrong with us. But we're making it up. Mm-hmm. It's all speculation. It's all made up stories. So what I like to say is if we're going to make a story up, let's make one up that works for us. Yep. could be anything. Uh, it could be, oh, well, this person is uh, a criminal and <laughs> <laughs> they're being chased by the FBI and they're on the tail so they can't, you know, they can't be out in the public. It could be uh, this person is married with 10 kids and now they're <laughs> or whatever. Right. I mean, it could be any, they have a deadly disease. They have a sexually transmitted disease. It could be anything that you want to make up or something that's wrong with this person. Clearly they have brain damage because <laughs> if they didn't, they would want to be with me. So whatever story it is, since you're making it up anyways, now this might be easier said than done, but it is possible. Make up a story that's going to work for you. Why not? Right. That's good. That's good. You know, another angle, which is a lot more difficult, is to just be accepting of the situation. It's like, oh my God, okay, this man doesn't want to be with me. Instead of going, well, it's because I'm too old or because I'm not sexy enough. It's just like, well, you know, obviously our intellectual levels are different. Yeah. And I, I, I know I'm smarter than what he is all about or just building yourself up, but also doing it on a level of reality. You know, maybe he doesn't want to be with me because I work too much. Yeah, I do work too much. So that's a reality that I got to accept. Exactly. Um, Maybe I um, don't have big enough boobs. And believe me, I have had breakups because my boobs weren't big enough. Do you want to be with a guy who wants to be with somebody with big boobs if you don't have big boobs? Probably (laughs) not. But that doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. True. That is true. That is true. But there is, and and again, too, this whole thing of becoming mature and wiser helps us to become more accepting when we're younger and somebody says you know what? Your boobs just aren't big enough. It's like, oh, you no, don't want to go out and get a boob I'm job. Like, no <laughs> way. No. And so many women do. So many young women do, which is really, yes. really sad. And that's a whole different yeah. show. I'll become someone I'm not so I can have guy. you in my life. Yep. Now the boob job might be extreme. Maybe it's, well, I don't really like sports, but I know that your life is sports. So I'm going yep. to pretend or learn to like sports, even yep. though that's not my thing. Right. So it's becoming someone who you're not, exactly. which is, which is trying to fit in mm-hmm. that ultimately is not going Doesn't to work, work when mm-hmm. it is the right person. Yeah. I promise all of you listeners, when it is the right person, 
it will work. Mm -hmm. It will feel good. You will feel cherished and accepted for exactly who you are. Mm -hmm. You will do the same. I'm not saying that it's without challenge because all relationships are with some challenges and some differences, but you won't feel that you need to change yourself. You will feel accepted. You will feel like you belong. You will feel like you are home. And while these may sound like cliches, they are true. Mm -hmm. And it's a great feeling when it's the right person. And if you're with someone who doesn't honor who you are, or they're intimidated by you, or they're not into whatever it is about you, that's not the person that you want to be with. When you are with the right person, you will be your best self. You will feel your best. And it's when I said before in the deal breaker show and lots of other shows, if you are feeling less than or feeling worse when you are with this person than when you're not, Mm -hmm. that's a, that's certainly not a good sign. And if you are loving someone and they're not loving you back, like that is too big of a price to pay. Mm -hmm. So I guess what I want to say as we're wrapping up is as challenging as it is, and it is, and it is loss. Heartbreak is loss and it is painful. And it's not that you shouldn't feel any pain. I want you to feel your pain, to move through it, but do it as quickly and as consciously as you can. And don't let it take you down or feel bad about yourself for too long because it isn't about you or your lovability. And just let yourself grow. We've had this discussion many times where we use opportunities like this to discover a new piece of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, One aspect of loss is that there is a hole in our life. So fill it with something that's really fulfilling to you and just that brings you joy and happiness. And by the way, there is a saying that I heard, which is, which is really great. So if this person is right for you, you can't do anything wrong. But if this person is wrong for you, you can't do anything right. Ooh, I like that. Isn't that good? Yeah. Yes. So that's a good thing to measure that, relationships that by. That is good. And by the way, I just do need to say this because I don't want to be too much on the positivity. I have to put some reality into it. There are times when we could be doing something better. And if we're in a loving relationship and our partner has a request or a complaint and says, hey, I don't like it when this happens, or you know what, I wish you would listen more or be more affectionate, those kinds of conversations. It doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. It's just something that you're doing or not doing that needs to be addressed in this relationship that could make the relationship stronger. So that's important. It's not that everything you do is acceptable. There might be things that you do that are not, but that's different between something you do versus who you are. Mm -hmm. So it's a really important thing. Again, healthy relationships is looking at the things that we could do better Mm -hmm. and being a better human and a better partner is always a good idea. But again, it's not about changing who we are, about changing our values or the things that are important to us. We want to be our authentic selves and we want to be growing and evolving alone or individually and in our relationships. So if you are going through heartbreak, and I'm pretty sure many of you who are listening to this are, I mean, the topic of the show is looking for love. And so if you aren't currently, you certainly have been like we all have been. And it is definitely something that we go through. And another thing that that guy went says, which I love, what did he say? He says, it's not a journey, it's a fight. Hmm. So it's not a journey, it's a fight. And I think 
I, cause I want to say it's a journey. It's a process. It is a process, but if fight in the sense that it's not easy, it is intentional. And sometimes it is hard work, but when you do it in the right way, you can get through it relatively quickly, but you also have to allow yourself to feel the pain and you don't want to live there. You don't want to stay in that place of pain. So doing some of the things we talked about, recognizing the gifts that you have, recognizing the things that were wrong in that relationship or with that partner, being the chooser, doing things and making decisions that are going to give your life meaning and fill you up that are separate from a relationship. Definitely hang out with your friends. The people that you know do love you. They will definitely help you feel better. And it's not even necessarily anything they say. It's just knowing that they're there and they're loving you and accepting you for who you are. And just don't forget that, that you are lovable, even though somebody you love doesn't love you back. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. beautiful. Beautiful and last words. So, yeah, thank you, Melanie. And I love some of the things that you said too. And remember, if you really are struggling, going to see a therapist or a coach is really beneficial. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to ask for help, whether it's from a friend or a professional. Because sometimes these things are really, really hard. We can obsess. Uh, we can feel depressed. It's 40% of people who are heartbroken or going through some kind of loss get clinically depressed. That's a pretty high number. Mm. So asking for help, there's no shame in that. And make sure that you are doing what you need to do to take care of yourself and love yourself. If someone else isn't loving you, it is essential that you love yourself. Amen. Amen to that. Yeah. So great having you here again, Melanie. Thank you. Listeners, thank you. We always appreciate you listening. And I know I say that all the time, but I say it because I really do mean it. And I hope that you find the things that we've talked about helpful for you. That's really important to me. And we will be talking to you soon. Thank you, Lori. 